Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Auto Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman. And after a bye week uh, where we enjoyed our own college football um, siestas and other games, we're back uh, for Indiana football as they head up to Ann Arbor to play the number two team in the nation in Michigan. Uh, Michigan comes in 6-0. and Indiana sitting at 2-3 and after a discouraging loss to Maryland two weeks ago. Some changes within the IU football program, if people haven't, uh, you know, been paying attention or checked out, uh, Walt Bell was fired uh, after the Mar- the Sunday after the Maryland game. Rod Carey gets named the offensive coordinator, the full-time offensive coordinator. Uh, they released his contract details in the Indy Star, uh, making him, you know, the highest paid assistant, I think, in IU football history. Uh, which I guess is something. And then uh, also uh, Justin Puente, the former Memphis and Virginia Tech head coach, has been brought on to fill in the analyst role that Rod Carey had before making uh, the move to offensive coordinator. But TJ, uh, welcome in back. I hope you enjoyed your, your bye week. How's it going? Doing well. Yeah, doing well. Hope uh, all of our listeners out there are doing well. Also, um, you know, previewing a game like Michigan is difficult um, because, you know, Indiana enters this thing great. It's after a bye week. You've got changes, you know, um, at offensive coordinator. That's that's exciting. But then you look at the opponent and it's, oh, well, we're 35 point underdogs. How much positivity can you really have? Um, I, it's just a, it's a tough one to preview because on the surface of it, there's really nothing there for Indiana to exploit against this Michigan team. Um, they look like a well-oiled machine that kind of slept walk through the first few weeks, uh, but has woken up and, uh, even when they were sleepwalking, they were still dominant. But uh, now they've they've woken up and blew the doors off Minnesota uh, last Saturday night in Minnesota. You know, it, it's um, it's a tall task just for IU to avoid uh, getting mopped up by halftime. I, I would say even maybe before that, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh was suspended the first three games. Uh, he came back. Right you know, against Rutgers in game four, uh, Michigan wins that game handily, although, you know, it, it took them a little bit to get warmed up. Uh, and then the last two weeks, Michigan has looked like uh, the Michigan that everybody expected to see with, you know, uh, 
40-point win over Nebraska at Nebraska and then an absolute drubbing of uh, Minnesota in the, the uh, little brown jug game last Saturday night. Uh, a lot of familiar faces on on Michigan, not just to Big Ten fans, but to IU fans too, A.J. Barner and Jack Tuttle. Um, but a lot of the, uh, the same faces from last year returned to that team with Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy, and uh, a team that went to the college football playoff, lost to TCU in the semifinals. This team looks like they're they're on a mission um, to, to to get to that next step, um, make the the national title game. And, and in a year where it seems like there might not be a dominant team, um, they're making case to uh, chase down Georgia. Absolutely, yeah, I. You know, Georgia looked really good in terms of opening up the vertical passing game and really letting Carson Beck uh, cut it loose against Kentucky. They they blasted the Wildcats, uh, you know, a, a big blowout win of their own. That really was the first time that they've looked like the number one team and defending national champ. Um, it, it does appear so far uh, that, that those two are – you know, possibly a cut above the rest. I know there's several teams out there, Oregon, uh, Washington, and the Pac-12 that, um, you know, Florida State and the ACC potentially, maybe Oklahoma now that uh, that are going to stake their claim to it. You know, Ohio State sitting there at third right now, but Michigan so far definitely looks like the class uh, of the Big Ten. Um, you know, I, I think going into it, what we are both, looking at is kind of what what do we hope to see from Indiana that would give us any reasons to be excited about the rest of the campaign? Uh, because after this Michigan game, you have one of those games that we talked about all offseason, one of those toss-up games against Rutgers. Yep. But Rutgers would certainly be favored right now. Um, but you know, what are you hoping to see against Michigan as a fan that gives you some hope heading into that Rutgers game? Uh, the scoreline is is probably going to be ugly. The stats are probably going to be ugly. So what specific things as a fan are you looking for? I guess we'll start there. Um, with with Rod Carey coming in, Sammy, what, what do you think are immediate changes that get made and, and Rod Carey, just like he did with the offensive line last season, he's not a miracle worker. He's not going to be able to instantly do a 180 on this offense. Yes, he had a bye week to prepare things, but still, there's only so much you can do within the confines of a two week time frame and the practice limitations that teams have, the personnel limitations that IU has. But what are some things you hope to see Indiana does a little bit differently to give you hope moving forward? I mean, it, he he put it, Rod Carey put it perfectly um, during his introductory press conference. You you want to do more of what works, and, and you know, although it hasn't worked as often as people would like, there are aspects of this offense that have worked, uh, and do less of what doesn't work, which was a lot. Um, you know, that that's the, the as he put it, an oversimplification 
of it. I want to see IU put together a game plan that puts them in the best position to succeed on offense. Uh, that means we're we're not running that option look to the short side. We're not running the same play three times in a row. Uh, I, I mean, unless you're running it for 20-some-odd yards, it's, you know, can – and they be consistent in what they're doing and doing well um, and, and things like that. Uh, you know, going back to his NIU days, Rod Carey loves to run that quarterback. Um, so we'll see. It's Tatum's Jackson's, Jackson's job still, but Brandon Sorsby might be more of a fit for, for that running offense with him um, and things like that. But for me, overall-wise as a team – I want to see how bought in this this team is. There, there was, you know, somebody put out on Twitter that there was a, a closed door players only meeting uh, the Sunday after after the loss to Maryland. Um, you know that this team is still focused, as you said. You know, looking at the schedule, you still have four games where if you compete well, play well, you have a shot to win, um, and and that's coming up next week against Rutgers. But you want to see Indiana come out, be bought in, um, and and play well. You're going to have to, you know, look, Indiana could play their A game and still lose on Saturday. That's what stinks about playing Michigan. They could play yeah. their C game and yeah. still win by three three touchdowns. And, you know, Indiana yeah. could play well and lose, which you just hope that they play well and that mentally this team has not checked out. That to me is is a much bigger deal than some play call in the second quarter on third and two. Um, yeah, so to me, it's I want to see what the mentality of this offense is. If it truly was, you do you need a new voice in the room because you're not going to come in and overhaul the offense in um, you know during during a bye week in the middle of the season. So, I mean, what what are you yeah. looking for, TJ? What one follow-up question to that at quarterback, and it's something I've seen asked on on our site and asked on social media as well. Um, what do you think is going to be Dexter Williams' role here in this offense? Do you think coming out of the bye week that Dexter Williams might be close to ready to play? And if so, he would, on the surface of it, be a fit for what Rod Carey has previously liked to do in terms of running the quarterback. Um, do you think that Dexter Williams has a role to play still, or are, are we still looking at a Sorsby versus Jackson type of thing? Do you, do you believe that there's any role for Jackson to play or for Williams to play against Michigan or, you know, against Rutgers or, or anytime soon? I, I don't know. And here's the issue of it. You know, he's coming off a, a major leg injury that yep. that's less than, you know, 12 months uh, removed. Um, how many, how many reps does he have with the first team and second team guys to be ready to, to actually make a difference, you know, regardless of whether or not you think he could throw the ball and his ability to throw the ball and run the ball, you know, can he give you the best chance to win I, I I don't know. I I just don't know with the repetitions he's had with with this team this year, 
if that's a right. realistic opportunity and it's and if it's fair to him to be labeled as the savior of the 2023 IU season. You know, he had a, a, a nice yeah. game against Michigan State and he had a nice first quarter against uh, against Purdue. And I'll go back to, I don't know if they trust him. I, I still don't know it. Um, you know, you go back to the bowl game. Yes, yeah. he was a true freshman, but this staff, and, and yes, some of the staff members have changed. They decided to go with a yeah. one-armed Jack Tuttle over Dexter Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. Then last last year, you know, uh, with with Connor Basilak getting benched and Jack Tuttle in the transfer portal, you start Tuttle, and then Brandon Sorsby comes off the bench, and Dexter Williams is your third guy off the bench. So, is there trust there? Do they? If you didn't trust him then, do you really have have enough trust in him to? come off an injury and with limited reps with the first and second team come out and perform. Uh, I don't expect them to see the field against Michigan. Maybe you bring them out in certain packages against Rutgers and stuff like that. But yeah, I I don't know if he's a realistic answer at quarterback. I do think that, you know, if I'm Tom Allen, you have to play the guy who gives you the best chance to win. Look, if that's Dexter Williams, it's going to be Dexter Williams. Um, but it, it could be Brandon Sorsby. Right. It could be Taven Jackson. I think you go back to um, – I think you have to go back to, hey, you shorten the leash on Taven if he's not playing well. Uh, you, you give Sorsby a chance. And I, I know it was against the the second team at garbage time against Maryland, but he looked – comfortable he ran the ball well he was decisive throwing a ball all of those things that Taven Jackson struggled with over the last two weeks Brandon Soresby did and and yeah it, it was against the second team at, against Maryland but you know the season is getting away from you if it hasn't already gotten away from you um so it, it's time to to figure out who who in, in the game, who who gives you the best chance to win? And you got to play play mm-hmm. that guy. And it could change from week to week. Yeah. So I'll answer your initial question to me here. A couple things I'd like to see Indiana do. Uh, and it, I think you asked the question, does the coaching staff trust Dexter? I think the question could be extended to the quarterbacks as a whole. Does the coaching staff trust any of these quarterbacks uh, and by coaching staff, I mean, Rod Carey and now Tom Allen. Um, do they trust any of these quarterbacks? I, I want to see that. I want to see you place some trust into a quarterback, whoever you choose and take some vertical shots, give these receivers a chance to make plays. Um, that's going to do one of two things. It's going to one, give the receivers a chance to make plays down the field which could be some explosive chunk plays that helps your offense get in the scoring position. Number two, it's going to potentially open up some running holes and some running room because the defenses cannot crowd the line of scrimmage like they currently can. There's no fear from the defense. They're going to get beat over the top. There was a lot of talk in the offseason about IU's wide receiver room being improved. And, yes, Cam Camper has been banged up. That's a major, major factor here. E.J. Williams banged up, hasn't played hardly at all. That's a factor as well. 
But there's talent in that room, we think. Give them a chance to stretch the field and make some plays. Give your quarterback a chance to throw it deep. You know, literally, I say, what's the worst that can happen? Well, you get some interceptions, which, you know, if it's a deep shot, it's kind of like a punt. I mean, it's not good, but take some chances. Get aggressive. Let's go. I want to see them operate in the middle of the field a little bit. Barely anything is being done in the middle of the field for Indiana. Everything is to the wide sides uh, under Walt Bell. I want to see some operation in the middle of the field, whether that's tight ends, whether that is some wide receiver crossing routes, some mesh routes. I'm not an expert on that, but I think it would be beneficial to do some of that. Uh, and then the, the third thing, I, I really am tired of seeing, and this is a, a beaten down point, we don't need to belabor it, but I am tired of seeing speed options to a short side of a field. I understand why it is done. I understand, but it hasn't worked. Indiana has been unable to execute it. And if you can't execute it, you got to stop. I don't care what the idea was. I don't care what your idealized version of why it is, could be successful for you. It hasn't worked. And there's a big enough sample size that you can know it's not going to work. So let's cut that out and try to find a different way to produce, get some running yards, um, and take some pressure off your quarterback uh, by hopefully giving them some advantageous positions. But those are kind of my, my biggest things that I hope to see. Um, but I, I come back to, we still don't really know. I don't think the coaches know either what they have at quarterback. I don't think there's a trust there, and I understand it. It's young guys with very little experience, and there's a lot for this coaching staff that's on the line. But I really hope that moving forward that Rod Carey is allowed to trust the personnel that IU does have. Let's get aggressive and see if it's good enough. It, it might not be. It, it really might not. They might not have a quarterback that is capable of, of taking those shots and completing them, taking those shots at responsible times and not turning the ball over consistently. <laughs> Excuse me. They might not have that guy. But you've got to find out. You've got yep. to find out. And Indiana is not going to be capable of winning games in the Big Ten the rest of the way by a score of 13 to 10 or 14 to 13. It's not going to happen. They're going to have to put some points up. And we're not talking about Michigan here. Everybody understands what the, the task is on Saturday. What we're talking about is against Rutgers, against Michigan State, against Illinois, against Purdue. They're going to have to put some points up to beat those teams. And to do that, they're going to have to be aggressive on offense. So that's yep. what I hope to see. And you might as well start with it on Saturday and try to get an idea of what you've got. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it comes down to that is, you know, you kind of wasted an opportunity to see what you had against Ohio State uh, because your offense went into hiding. Um, and, and, you know, while the 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 plan to keep it close was sound and you you had what you wanted at halftime, you, you failed to, to make a shot there. Um, 
you know, you, you didn't capitalize against Louisville when you, when you had a shot. And, and this season is – there's a different tone to the season if you come out of that Louisville game with a win. Louisville's now sitting at 6-0 six and, oh and a top top 15 team. Indiana was right, right. there. I think they, you'd agree. I think you'd agree that the second half of that game, the offense opened up some out of necessity – because they were behind 21 nothing, picked up yep. tempo a little bit, let Taven Jackson throw the ball down the field a little bit. It wasn't an air raid by any means. I'm not suggesting that should be the case. But they did open things up a little bit. Taven Jackson was not expected to operate the speed option at that point. It was more of a intermediate to deep passing game and it, it, that's the best that IU's offense has looked is that like 25 minutes of football that they yeah. played there. That's the yeah. best that they've looked. And against the, we haven't against the really seen opponent. that since. Haven't seen it since. No. You know, there, there might be a drive here and there. But, you know, you mainly throw out any performance in the Akron game as they they weren't ready to play. They didn't take that game seriously. Then you go to Maryland and, you know, before you blink, it's 21 nothing, um, or 21-3, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it's – that's it, – it has all the markings of a team that it started to check out. And you just hope that they, they come out refocused with a, a sense of purpose against Michigan. And, yeah, that – you, you might get one good shot in, you know, um, against Michigan in the first quarter before they, they pull away. But get your punch in. And, and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. But to you, you can't come out against Michigan flat and disinterested. Because, you know, not only will you get beat, you, you're probably flushing the rest of the season down the toilet. It, it's hard to recover yeah. from that spiral. And – I, I know that it's probably super optimistic saying there, there's winnable games on the schedule, but if you've watched big 10 football this year, you know, the rest of the, the, the rest of the conference is not good um, outside of maybe two or three teams uh, and maybe four, there might be four good teams yeah. in this conference and, and all four of them are in the East. Uh, and that's, you know, with Ohio state being down, this is not a great Ohio State team, um, right? But I think Wisconsin's fine. Like Wisconsin fine. is fine. Yeah, yeah they're, fine, they're fine. But they're bra- breaking a new coach, and, and Luke Fickle's a good coach, and he'll get it going, you know, sooner or later yeah. up there. But you know, it's that transition time where, you know, if IU plays well and plays the way that they're supposed to, could could not knock that team off at home. But it's. To, to me, IU is there's a lot of self-inflicted wounds for a team that needs to play with a level of desperation that hasn't shown itself, and, and I think that's where where fans are also getting frustrated. Is that you know you've seen the comments oh, Tom Allen's going to be here, he's he's coaching like he's going to be here, you know that his job's safe and there's no accountability and stuff like that. It's you know hopefully it comes out the the opposite of hey. Let, let's let it rip you know the worst thing that could happen is go up to michigan and get your your butt kicked but that's what everybody's expecting so is it really that that terrible of a thing just let it rip 
open up the offense. You know, hopefully the defense, you know, we haven't talked about the defense side of the ball for, for Indiana. Defense has kind of been beaten down. Uh, offense doesn't help them out and, and the, you know, drags defense down. Maybe this reinvigorates that, that defensive side of the ball where you're, you start to get takeaways and, and stuff like that. Uh, the rest of the season, the second half, the second half of this schedule is you could win some games, but yeah, teams got to teams got to show up. Yeah, yeah, I think I think what we are kind of just a couple of things for fans to maybe keep an eye on, sort of games within the game, since the actual result is not really up for debate. Um, I, I think you're looking for how Rod Carey utilizes um, Jalen Lucas, you know, what specific ideas does he have? And maybe you don't show against Michigan if there's changes, but still, I think you're starting to look, okay, how does Rod Carey utilize Jalen Lucas? Uh, I mean, at this point, running up the middle. You know, what are you saving stuff for? You got to run it in a game and against stuff too. These are valuable reps, you know, yeah, it's that that was Walt Bell's problem. Oh, we have to keep the option under wraps. Well, it didn't work. Ohio State's too fast for that. You know, these gimmicky plays, they don't really work. Go right. Go run your offense. Who cares if it's on tape for Rutgers? If you're that good at it, you'll score points no matter who you're playing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, is is Jalen Lucas going to be running less up the middle? Uh, does Rod Carey have some different ideas for how to uh, how to best utilize his speed and get him into space? So you're looking for that. Obviously, you're looking at how does he view the quarterback position, uh, and is his idea of the skill set of those quarterbacks different than Walt Bell's, and his ideas of how to get the most out of that skill set um, that should be you know should be apparent on screen during the game to be able to tell pretty quickly, okay, this is what Rod Carey thinks has a better chance to work than what Walt Bell was doing. Um, And then I I also think you are going to be looking for uh, just on, and you talked about this a little bit earlier, the overall buy-in of the team it's not something that they're going to be walking around carrying a sign saying, yes, we're ready to play or, uh, or nope, we're done. Can't wait for the season to be over. Uh, but I mean, it's what pretty you easy can to tell for. Yeah, exactly. What you can look for against a Michigan is, are there competitive plays? Indiana is, they just, they don't have the level of athlete. They don't have the level of depth. They don't have the level of talent that Michigan does, but are there competitive plays throughout the game? That's what you're looking for. Because for a a large chunk of that Maryland game, there were not. There were not competitive plays once they got behind until Indiana put in Sorsby and they were going against Maryland's backups. There was some fight back at that point, but for a large chunk of that game, IU was not making competitive effort plays. So you're looking for that. You're looking for those schematic things. You're also looking for that overall uh, theme of, is this team still ready to make a go of it the rest of this season and try to get back on track? And, you know, that'll give us an idea of what to expect 
going into that Rutgers game. You mentioned it. The score, if you go out to Ann Arbor and get blasted, I, that doesn't tell me anything. What's, what I'm going to be looking for is those specific things within the game that could go well and still result in IU losing 45 to 10. Like that, that could still happen. And I come out of that game feeling like, you know what? There was some stuff there. There was some stuff there that makes me believe that maybe they've got a shot here to win a few more games the rest of this season. So that's what I'm looking for. I think it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, you know, it's, it's a big noon game on Fox and that's, the type of exposure that, uh, you know, you get to sell as a program, like, hey, look how many national TV games we were on. You kind of gloss over the fact that those games came against Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. But, you know, it's, it's better than being ignored. It's better than being completely ignored. It's a chance for IU to go out there and show that, that they still have a little bit invested in this season heading into a just a massive program game against Rutgers. That's one that we'll be previewing big time. And we're really treating this Michigan game as a, a prelude to what to expect against Rutgers. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. It'll be very easy to see whether or not this team is bought in and it's not going to be based on the score. It'll be based on their effort no. on the field. Because as I said before, IU could play their A game and still get their their butts handed to them. Um, that's yep. just the nature, nature of of this matchup, um, you know. And and you, you, if Michigan for whatever reason plays their F game, IU better play their A game. And that's the only way you're going to have a shot is if Michigan's making mistakes and and IU capitalizes. But you also have six games remaining after this one that starts with Rutgers and, and we'll, we'll get into Rutgers next week as, as well, but you have whatever, 60, 70 plays against the, what, number one defense in, in, in the country, arguably. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll yeah. steal your stat from, from our group text, TJ, Michigan hasn't allowed a play to be run inside their 10 yard line all season. Yeah. Which they're, is they're allowing less absurd. Yeah, they're allowing less than seven points a game. Yeah, I mean, I, so I don't. I know that their their schedule has not been difficult. I understand that. I don't care who matter. you're playing. Allowing less than seven points a game over half of your season, six games. That's incredible. It's incredible. And yeah, so you're, credit to them. Credit to them. It, it's. That's what you're up against, and I mean, you're the bar to match that and to to exceed what Michigan has given up is, I guess, your goal, right? Like that's your goal is make them sweat more than other teams have so far. Yeah, and it might even be less than that. Just go out and give a crap. <laughs> that might be the goal for this game. Is India? Can you go out and show me that you're still invested in this season? and that you're going to put the best effort that you can into it. Yeah, you might lose you lose the game, but show me that this team is bought in the rest of the way. Show me that Tom Allen's voice still matters in the locker room. Show me that, you know, change that it was a Walt Bell problem and not a personnel issue. 
um, you know, show me that these players are we're talented. Back that up, you know, with, with an effort that that shows it. Say, hey, we're about Leo and, and love you. Play for each other. Um, you know, give that effort. That's what I want to see. That and it, that might be moral victory, city. But at this point, for the health of the program, that's that's what you're looking for. If they win, oh man, we're going to be over the moon. But you know, to go in, the expectations are super low. Uh, you hope, hopefully, you get out of the game healthy. Uh, you you're, take advantage of playing against the, the best defense in the country. See what works. See what doesn't work, and then move on with your season. You don't dwell on it. Just move on. Um, and, and you know, you don't get these reps, you get 70 plays uh, against the number two or number one defense in the country, number two team in the country and, and see where you are. That that's, that's the challenge. Uh, and, and then you could go into the rest of the season, maybe with a little bit of confidence, um, you know, Hey, we know we could do this against these guys a little bit. Let's let's start putting it together and and, and go get some wins because you know over the last six games, yeah, you get you get Rutgers and then you get a tough road trip at, at Penn State and you know a, a, a tough toss up game against Wisconsin at home. But you look at Illinois, Michigan State, Purdue at the end of the season, and it's kind of like those 2017-2018 seasons where you just hang on until you get to the end and if you could get there with three wins you got a shot um but it, it all starts with effort and and buy-in and all that stuff if there is no buy-in on saturday it's it's over i mean it's over we'll see what it, it's only a matter of time until uh you know you're, you're counting down hot boards for coaches and all that stuff but you know you had a players only meeting You've had an offensive coordinator change. Um, you've had whatever else behind closed doors going on. If that doesn't motivate your team, you know, the the Tom Allen ship has sailed. Uh, and, you know, you need a new voice at, at the top of that program. So it, it, it'll be interesting. Absolutely. It'll be in, yeah, it'll be yep. interesting to see yep. We're gonna... how they come out. Yeah, we're going to bypass predictions because, as we've said multiple times on this show, that's it's not really up for debate. There's no nothing special about saying a lot for Michigan, a little for IU. That's that's not what we're going to be looking for on Saturday. Um, so I, you know, there's not much point in doing predictions on it. But I, I will say that one thing I can guarantee: Hoosier Huddle is going to be covering it. And then we'll be ramping up for the, the huge game against Rutgers. Uh, we know what we'll be looking for. We hope everybody, uh, you know, does the same and, and sticks with us, gives it a watch on Saturday, and then is there for the post-game coverage that we've got to, and then preparing for the, uh, the second half of the season, which should be really, really interesting for one reason or another. You know, yep. it's either going to be interesting to see if IU can battle their way back to maybe playing for a bowl game. Um, you know, or at least challenging for that, or it's going to be the other way where it's what the heck is going to happen moving forward with this program. So yep. either way, 
we'll be here. And I, I just want to thank everybody for, for listening. I know it is not always the most, uh, most pleasurable program to follow, but uh, we appreciate the diehards that stick with us. And, um, you know, want you to know that we are here for you. We get it. We know. We understand. We've been there. We continue to be there. And uh, we're not going anywhere. No, nope, we're not going anywhere. Uh, you know, Indiana kicks off against Michigan on Fox at noon on Saturday up at the big house. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. Come back to HoosierHuddle.com for all your coverage. And, uh, you know, subscribe, like, and rate the podcast. And, uh, you know, hopefully you know, we have something positive to talk about the rest of the season. If not, we'll bring everything else uh, to light as well. So, TJ, thanks for, for joining me. Uh, I'm Sammy Jacobs. We'll be back on Sunday with After the Dust Settles on Indiana at Michigan. <laughs>